Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tim Garth. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> you weeded me out then, Tim. You put me off. You've gone first. I don't like it. Full names? Uh, yeah, full names. And you went before I did, which just... It wasn't oh, right. Sorry, Dan. I, I thought I'd got to... Well, there's, a natural, there's a natural order to the podcast and you've ruined it. Right. So, there's the people who are patient, willing to go second. Then there's the people that need their name in the spotlight. Exactly, and you've ruined that for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Dan Osborne. Yeah, we're the two drunk accountants. Yeah, we are, we are. Uh, Tim, what have you been up to? I don't know. It sort of seems a bit weird this time of year, early January. Yeah, it does seem a bit weird. It's- I mean, it, our jobs in particular are a little bit hard at the moment because there's a lot of people on holidays still. Yeah. No one wants to speak to us. Yeah, that's true. Although I have had the opposite uh, experience in the past few days. I um, really, yeah. I, for some reason, I, I I was away earlier this week. Um, my partner had a training course, and I just went along with her, and I was working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems to be when I'm not in the office, everyone tried to contact me. Wow, really? Yeah, I got heaps, heaps of people email, emailing me and uh, calling me, and uh, I called most of them back. But um, yeah. I'm just waiting for the rush to come in the next few weeks when everyone's back on Yeah. Deck. Everyone will suddenly be like, hey, I need to get my baz done or I need yeah. to get... <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm sending out questions for stuff. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, waiting on that. I'll send out some more questions to other people. Yeah. And then next thing they're you know, literally got- all going to come back <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> you've got 10, uh, 10 batches of questions out there that are going to come back on one day to complete. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. That's all right. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What's been happening in your world? Uh, as I said, went away. I was staying in the city for a few days, working remotely, um, initiating the cats, oh, the cats accountants, uh, Sydney office. True. True. Yeah. Uh, That's also a new uh, supporter of the show. As new well supporter this of the show. So <laughs> I mean, they've always supported the show. Let's always, be honest. Always supported the show. But let's uh, let's throw out our our first official. Uh, I guess sponsor Tim. Yeah, that's a feel like a big word to say, but it does feel like a big word to say. But <laughs> cats accountants sponsorship through equipment. Yeah, they we we we've, we've purchased a new mixer, and uh, yeah. and cats accountants were kind enough to provide that for us. Yeah, it was a bit beyond our budget because the show, let's face it, is making nothing at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna drastically improve the. Uh, Editing and recording possibilities. We can now put some funny noises in and call people into the show, which is going to be awesome. So Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, we've got a new segment, actually, that I'm really looking forward to start. We'll probably start that next week. Yeah. Um, Name I, this sound? <laughs> no, no I, I don't think he's going to listen to this episode, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> We're going to call our good friend, Orford, yeah. who we've tried to get on the podcast. Uh, We're going to call him and... Make him come on the podcast without realizing. Oh, absolutely. So a- a- every week, or every maybe to be less suspicious, every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we'll give him a call. We'll just have a chat, and he won't know that it's live on the podcast. 
Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. I can't wait. I wonder how many weeks we can get away with it. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say forever. I actually don't think he'll ever realize. Oh, it, it, the only thing that'll be weird is that it's both of us calling him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're talking through like a microphone nice and crisp. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, he'll probably catch on eventually. He'll catch on. If, if we call him the first time and go like, hey, Mick, what's going on? <laughs> and be real sus about it, then... He'll catch on pretty quickly. So, if you get a call from Dan and I at yeah. the same time and we sound very crisp on the other end, well, That's you can guess it, we're pretty much going to be recording you. On our <laughs> You're podcast. on the podcast. <laughs> well done. Uh, so I, do, I do have a, another thing that happened this week, Dan. That's pretty funny. Okay, go on. Uh, it's a little bit political, but I think that's it's timely. Because it is timely. The next, we're in the, we're in the next the six up. months are going to be very political. So, last week we talked about Clive Palmer. And the text messages you're sending around and making yeah. Australia great again. To, to add that, Make Katrina it. got a text message the other day. Yeah. She yeah. probably got the same one I got. Yeah. So, this one was from Clive. Um, so, when elected, United Australia Party will ban unsolicited political text messages, which Labor and Liberal have allowed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, How good is that? That's pretty funny. What? That is pretty funny. A dickhead. He I, is. I mean, like, I guess they've turned that in. Into a thing where like they've realised people hate it. Yeah, people are people are now they're shits. saying they're going to ban it. Yeah, if you vote for us, <laughs> we'll ban this. Who are the we're the only ones using we're it right now? <laughs> uh, I just uh, found that ironic. Like, it made me chuckle a little bit. I'm like you're a dickhead. Um, I I think I, I saw an ad and I, I'd have to. I could be. I could be not remembering this correctly, but I I, I saw an ad on the telly the other day with Clive Palmer, mm. and I think he said the words. You know, so and so government have spent fifty thousand million dollars, <laughs> and immediately my I kind of I wasn't really paying attention. Immediately uh, I just kind of clicked in. I no like, way! I said, "Like, do you mean fifty billion? <laughs> Maybe he prefers to put the thousand. Maybe he prefers the thousand million to the billion. Fifty thousand million, mm. otherwise known as fifty billion. There's <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly good word for that, Clive. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Uh, there anyway. You go. So, we've kind of already done the Tim and Danlow already in there. Yeah, that's the Tim and Danlow. Um, Basically, pretty pretty boring average weeks. Yeah. I did see you went putt-putt. Yeah, I went to Holy Moly. I don't know that's if you've cool. been to Holy Moly. No. Uh, essentially, it's like a putt-putt bar. Cool. And Love it. Yeah, you go and they had... They've got a whole bunch of different locations, but this particular one had kind of three different courses that were nine holes each you, you oh, could cool. do. And they're all themed and have cool stuff. Like the one we were doing, one of the holes was like a giant vault. Mm. And you putt the ball through the vault. And then when you go into the vault, you press a button and all money flies around you. Oh, that's and then you cool. And then you putt it out. But the, well, we were trying to decide which course to do. Yeah. And the girl was like, oh, go this one. You can push the button and all the money flies around you. And we're like, oh, that's cool. And when we got to there, the hole was broken. Like, like oh, the, really? The hole, were, like, you could putt still, but the, the button that... Made all the oh, money fly around. No. wasn't wasn't working. So there's no money flying around. No, but uh, there was other cool things like um, like you put onto a big roulette thing, and then you um, I saw that on your stories. Yeah, and and you you put there's one machine that you put your money in, like you choose a currency and you put it, and then it goes down like a stock exchange sign. Oh wow! And then comes out the bottom, and that's cool. Yeah, that was, there's lots of cool little yeah, fun things. Pup putts making a comeback. Yeah, it is. I think. I wonder if someone could do that with squash. No. <laughs> no? No. Can't really drink and play squash. I don't think you can drink and... There'd be a lot of, like, 
lost eyeballs and, and spewing up and <laughs> yeah <laughs> like putt putt's a very low low yeah. activity like there's not much very you need to do for putt putt requirements yeah cool cool all right well uh tim do you have any business updates business update time i do i've got um one interesting one mm. this came through uh last week and it's actually um quite interesting dan mm. The Swiss uh, bank is going to start sharing account information with the ATO. The S- you know, you know, Swiss bank accounts are like a yeah, highly you hide all your thing. money in your Swiss bank accounts. Yeah, they're going to start uh, sharing informa- information with the ATO. What? I wonder how the ATO brokered that deal. The, but surely then they're also sharing information with the IRS and you know whatever the English version of of the ATO and the IRS is. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, basically, it's the first time that the ATO have gotten the information, so it's a pretty yeah. big deal for them. That's and um, yeah, and they're just saying uh, clients who might be affected by this revelation are encouraged to contact the ATO and make some disclosures if they need to. <laughs> so it could be like, oh, I've been holding, you know, uh, fifty thousand million dollars in yep. in a Swiss bank account. Yeah, and. That's earning a lot of interest that I am not declaring anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now suddenly, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of well, tax to you pay. Can, you can store anything in Swiss bank account vaults. So, yeah. you could even be like, oh, I've got a uh, personal collection of art from World War II stored in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a Swiss bank account. Yeah. And true. they may also want to try you for uh, human rights yeah. reasons there. But, uh, but yeah. Interesting. That is very interesting, actually. I, uh, I like that. Um, another interesting one. I don't have this in front of me right now. Mm. But um, I was reading... It, it's still political at, the, at this point. So, mm. one of the... Oh, maybe it's not. Um, anyway, there was um, an amnesty announced for um, superannuation. Unpaid superannuation. Uh, employers were given 12 months to basically... I suppose, dob themselves in and tell the ATO that they had unpaid super. Yeah, I think we've spoken about this before. Yes. Yeah. So, that's great. That's a good thing. 12-month an- amnesty. It's coming to an end at June. June 30, I'm Yeesh. pretty sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> what I read yesterday was, if people don't make the most of this amnesty and then they're found after the amnesty yeah. to have unpaid super, yeah, 100% shortfall penalties. Oh. They've doubled the penalty. That that's fair enough. Get. So, that's something to really be aware of. I mean, if you have unpaid super or if you know someone who does. Quickly pay it. Go for the amnesty tell now. <laughs> yeah, tell them now. Deal with the consequences and you won't get 100% shortfall penalty potentially. Yeah. Which is huge. Like, if it's 10 grand of unpaid super, that's another 10 grand in penalties. Yeah. That you can't deduct. Non-deductible. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's pretty big, actually. I don't blame them, I suppose. They're saying, you know, we're giving you leeway here. We want you to catch up on your super. So, we're giving you amnesty. Mm-hmm. And if you still don't take advantage of that, then that's, that's on you. Yeah. That's on you. For sure. And the only other thing, uh, I don't know what you have, Dan, but uh, it's just the US shutdown could mm. be affecting some Australians who are lodging their U- uh, US tax returns. It's not going to get processed. Oh, uh, yeah. While the uh, US government shut down. The longest shutdown in US history. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening like, like that at the moment. There's Theresa May. Yeah. There's Brexit. Brexit 
uh, voted down. She narrowly passed a no confidence vote. Crazy. So she's still uh, still, she's the still the prime, prime minister, minister, but only just. But only just, and I think they've got to come up with a new plan by Monday, and then it needs to pass by the thirtieth or something. Right. Because like I think Brexit's meant to happen in March. So essentially, yeah. Ugh, it's crazy. Who knows? So I, I was hearing there's four options on that. There could be either Theresa May stands down, either Brexit happens with no deal. Yeah, which would be terrible. Just like tariffs, cha- and chaotic. Just chaotic. Yeah. Um, another referendum or just a new deal made. Yeah. A new, which is probably the most likely, isn't it? My suspicion will be it's probably a new deal. Yeah. I- I'd like to see another referendum. Me too. I wonder what would happen. Yeah. I'd be so interested to see. The results. Well, apparently it was just, they were saying that, you know, the youth pretty much just didn't turn out to vote in this thing. Yeah. And that's half the reason because all the oldies were yeah. like, no, we don't want, you know, we, we want Brexit. We want yeah. Brexit. And all the youth were like, it won't pass. <laughs> That's never going to happen. And it, just and like it, Trump getting exactly. in, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It, and it happened around the same time too. And then just kind of went, oh. Yeah, look, we're talking about Clive Palmer. But who knows, Dan? <laughs> he used to be a politician. Like, he, he was in government for a while. Really? But Clive Palmer. Oh. He, was a, uh, he was either in the Senate or he was an MP. Oh, wow. Federal, in the federal. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, and then he had to quit when uh, I think when that company of his started going under. He had uh, to leave. Oh, but this is only recently. This isn't that. That was only the last election. He didn't he get voted in? It was or? a couple elections ago. Couple, okay. And then and then he got out. Okay. And then he claimed he was really sick and that he couldn't pay any of those employees. And now he's, and now he's spending, spending money all the advertising. money on advertising and hmm. text messages. Um, so I, I've got a couple provided by our. Our usual, uh, our usual source here, Warren Garth. Yep, nice, nice. Um, more political. The front front page here of the Weekend Australian. Uh, shorten super net to trap a million. That's what not, does that mean? That's not political. <laughs> and then there's nothing super about ALP's tax plans. Is oh, another headline wow. here. And then a, a little a little one above that super trap is a. Uh, Mum's self-employed at risk. Hmm. So I wonder who. <laughs> wonder who these guys are. They're not really supporting or, ALP, are they? No, no. Labor. That's Labor. That is Labor. Yeah, yeah. they're they're yeah. clearly digging into yeah. ALP. Um, so that's interesting. Another article I did read though during the week in the Sydney Morning Herald, Tim. Yes. Um, was and I may have misunderstood this, but. From my read of it, it was talking about uh, the changes to the capital gains and the changes to um, negative gearing that mm. Labor want to bring in if, yeah. they, if they get voted in. And, you know, the, both sides have kind of been arguing about this. L- Labor's been saying, listen, it's only going to affect the super rich. Yeah. It's not really a problem. Liberal saying it's going to affect all your mum and dads who have a, yeah. you know, who have a few shares and what and whatever and, yeah. and who have a rental property and it's not the rich that take advantage of all these things. Yeah. Well apparently uh some ATO stats came out about who this would affect and yeah. and um majority is the super rich. Really? <laughs> it's like mm. uh, mostly and it was so for oh, the negative a, gearing yeah. and it was on average it, it would it would cost, you know, the middle income people like 3 grand mm. over time. Well, I mean, it's not. I don't have a negatively geared rental property, so yeah, it's not going to affect me. 
No, but it, there are a lot of people with negatively geared yeah. rental properties who are in that middle area. But apparently, Generally, the, the it is when you have higher be, income, that's when you have yeah. that strategy in place. But the the effect on the people in the middle income is going to be much less than the effect on the people on the larger income. Mm. So, I, and it is grandfathered as well. So, it, it is, it's not... Um, gonna... It's if you currently own a property, it's fine. But then oh, when wow. You, but then when you buy a property, it affects it. Which, mm. yeah, I, I don't know if this will ever actually become law. But just interesting, <sighs> um, interesting to watch the newspapers ramp up oh. there. Their political arguments. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Much worse. Yeah. Much They're worse. even talking about capping um, uh, tax agent deductions. So, tax agent fees mm. deductions um, to $3,000 per individual. Yeah. There's so many changes that they're talking about at the moment. The so $3,000 yeah, per individual. But who's paying $3,000 for an individual? That's true. Day? That's true. But I wonder how that affects like a sole trader or... Yeah, you just, you just assume be, that if you were in some business, sort of it would be different. Different yeah. rule. But yeah, yeah, lots of changes coming potentially mm. if Bill Shorten and the ALP get elected, which is looking likely. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, let's be honest about that. Things aren't looking great over there in the Liberal camp. They've really dug themselves a hole there. What, what else do we got? Uh, Clive Palmer. <laughs> oh, Pauline, she's good. Pauline, yeah, no, she's got some great Trust policies. Her. Pauline, yeah. Jail bait, Pauline. No. <laughs> We're way too political here. So. Yeah, no, you're right. Let's uh, let's back out of this. Uh, Tim, should we move on to our main topic? Yes, Tim Sardas tips. You're right. We should move on to no, our main right. topic I of the podcast. The All right, let's go. What's your tight ass tip this week, Tim? My tight ass tip this week, Dan. Mm-hmm. Is to make the most. Australia great again. <laughs> I said make the most. I just added to it. <laughs> you were like one second too <laughs> that late. Was. There. there was two words. It's still funny. Before- Pe- people still laughed. <laughs> <laughs> the people still laughed. I wish we could push a button right now. A laugh track. Da, 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 da. I wish you had a laugh track. Yeah, oh, laugh that's track. what I'm going to add. A laugh track. Yeah, definitely a laugh track. <laughs> um, uh. No, no. Um, so, so I've got a few examples here. Yep. Uh, I've made the most of several discounts over the last month. Wow. And that was just by taking note of what people were sending to me. Mm-hmm. For example, Grilled. Grilled. I was already a member of Grilled mm. for some reason. And then all I needed to do was just click this button to become part of their Relish mm. membership. Yeah. Cost me nothing. Really was, was no challenge to me at all. Mm. What I meant, Dan, was for the next month, every time I bought a burger, I could have a free drink. Including, including alcohol, which is like $8 worth of that is, beer. That is a pretty... If you're a regular visitor to grill... That's not once. That's, that's a lot of savings. If I went every day... Yeah. I mean, if you like, went every day, they're making a lot on you, Tim. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But surely... I mean, and, and that just goes to show, Dan, don't buy a drink when you're buying lunch, right? <laughs> because that's what they're making money on. If they can just be giving those drinks yeah, away, they re- usually cost eight dollars. You're reinforcing your uh, your previous tight ass. Yeah, tip. that just conveniently reinforces mm. one of my previous tight ass tips. So, what's your so other one? another one is um, um, Guzman Guzman Gomez. Yeah, have you ever been there? I had that on mm. uh, Monday. Did you make the most of the free burrito, Dan? I did not. I didn't know oh, that was a thing. Dear. You got to read out a group chat. We sent out a public service announcement saying, mm. if you sign up to their app, Dan, mm. and ordered online, the first order you made online, you get a free burrito. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Pretty convenient. So, yeah. you just go on your app, you order what you want. Mm. You don't even have to go up and you pay on your app. Well, you don't have to pay because it's yeah. free. Mm. And then uh, just collect it. Yeah. 
I generally ignore most things you write in the group chat. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> really nice to know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I didn't know that. We ordered in-store, though. I think it's generally a good idea to just look for a discount at anything that you're going to be buying so, in the near term. I, I, think it's a, I think that's very true, Tim, and I do that most of the time. Because they're not right? going to tell you. Do you know what I did? Yeah. So, while we were in Sydney, we decided we're going to go to Holy Moly one of these nights. Yes. So, I looked it up to see, all right, nice. when are the deals on? Nice, nice. Apparently, that night that we were thinking about it, uh, if you ordered $7 worth of food each. Yeah, not much. Which is not much. Drinks and food, $7. Yeah, yeah. You got a free nine holes of golf. Ah, brilliant. Which was normally Perfect. $18. Wow. So you save yourself $36 there, Dan. All we did was we had dinner there like we are going to do anyway. Yeah. We, we, How good is we that? ordered a pizza and some chips and a drink. I love that. And we were well over the $14 requirement. And I went up to the bar and I said... <laughs> two, two free rounds of golf, please. Stop it, Dan. You're making me all giddy inside. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I 100% agree with this. I, I do it all the time. Here's another example yeah. where I recently won. I want to call yeah. this winning. Winning by research. Yeah, I'm going to start calling you Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Why? Winning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the reference. That's what he says. All right. No. Oh, in that ad? He's got an ad. That references what he said uh, in, when he was like real high once and he had an interview just oh, after really? he'd like, like locked really? a prostitute in a cupboard or something oh like that. Oh, my God. And they were talking about him and he's like talking about all, all his life and he's like winning. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's his catchphrase. Wow. Well, yeah. All right. So, um, Jade and I were buying some outdoor furniture. We found a good deal at Amart. Mm. And um, just so happens, Dan, that I knew they just sponsored Essendon. So, anyone with an Essendon membership gets a 10% discount. On top of sale prices. Finally. Finally. What? There is a reward for being an Essendon supporter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> After all these I ideas, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if we win a game this year anymore. You've had 10% of furniture. Save me 100 bucks. That's great. So, all I did was... How much is the membership? I don't know. It's my cousin's membership. <laughs> <laughs> I texted uh, Jack, yeah. my cousin. Yeah. I was like, can I have your membership number? Is this sweet deal, by the way, if you want to go with it. Yeah. And then went in, used the deal. How good. 10% off. How good. And we're going to buy that furniture anyway. So. Now, I'm definitely a bargain shopper. I'm, I'm constantly searching around for the cheapest price or a deal. Yeah. Um, I didn't when I went to Guzman's. Mm. But usually, in, that's, that's a rare exception. I'm always looking for a bargain. Yeah. Well. Get on it. So, there we go. Research discounts because there is a lot out there. Yeah. So, Tim's Tata's tip. Coupons. Coupons. (laughs) Coupons. Mainly for things that you are looking for. Yeah. Buying. Do some research. Yeah. Cool. All right, Tim. Let's move on to our main topic. There's going to be no outrage from me this week because I wholeheartedly agree with your (laughs) Tata's tip. I'll have to think of some more to outrage you. Yeah. Oh. I miss the outrage segment. That's all right. Uh, (laughs) So, this week, we're kind of expanding on our... Side uh, hustle. A side hustle from yes. last week, and we're taking a little bit of a sidestep, uh, mainly to do with the sharing economy. Yeah, the uh, gig economy. The gig economy. Mm. So essentially, Giddy gig gig. <laughs> so essentially, <laughs> uh, it's becoming very popular these days to be, you know, uh, a rideshare person or delivering food. Yeah. Or renting out a spare room at your place. 
mm-hmm. or uh, renting out a car space or uh, providing other serv- services like uh, creative things like drawing some pictures for people and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Airtasker. There are many, yes. many, many, True. many apps these days that are all part of the share economy and a lot of people are earning money. On the side. On the side Which of Which is job. awesome. How good is that? It's a great, great idea. It's great. And they're delivering services. Exactly. People need. People clearly wanted these Competitive things. prices. Yeah. So, I think it's, I think it is good. I'm, I don't really agree with the Uber taxi, uh, the way that happened. And the way that the licenses yeah. were just completely asked. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is great. And it's disrupting normal industries and, and creating more available services. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love using Uber. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, this is the people to blame for the whole taxi debacle the is government. the government. Yeah, it's the government. They just like let it happen. Because not only that is that they kept this ridiculous taxi license scheme because so many people earned money from it because they bought a taxi license and it was a great investment. Yes, yes. And it goes up in value over time. And, and it's a regulated s- industry. And it's a regulated industry. And next thing you know, disruption comes along and the entire thing crashes. And they don't regulate it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, people were getting poor service at expensive costs. It's true, it's result. true. Yeah, it was... And the people making money were investing. Something did need to change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we digress, we digress. We, we digress. But yeah, so essentially what we want to chat about today is the tax consequences of the sharing economy. There is a few little tricky things you do need to consider, especially if you're going to look at doing the Uber driving. Yeah. Which is probably the most common... Yeah, um, it's, pro- it's probably economy. a good place for us to start. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of people get in touch with him, with me these days and say, hey, I've been driving an Uber and what do I need to do for tax purposes? Yeah. And I say, well, there's a couple of things you need to do. Yeah. Uh, the main thing you need to do is just keep track of all your income and expenses. So, that includes sure. all income that you're receiving from Uber yep. and all of the expenses for your car. So, fuel. Yeah. And there's a little added... Um, complexity there for your vehicle too. Yes. Because assuming you're not driving Uber full-time. Correct. Um, you will need to do a logbook for that car. That's right. There is a private portion mm. to your vehicle's costs that need to be apportioned. So, um, that is something else you need to do. So, first step, keep track of all those expenses that relate to your Uber driving. Yeah. Well, and even just before that, it's worth noting, get an ABN? Yeah, so I'm about to get into that part. Mm. So, that's purely just income tax purposes. Yeah. So, part and of that is you need an ABN. Yeah. So, easy to do. You go online, you register, type in your name. It's and free. It's free. Very easy to get. If you haven't had an ABN before, normally you'll get it immediately. Um, <sighs> if you've had one before, sometimes they might take 28 days to get it to you. But yeah. Normally, that's not the case. Usually, you'll get it immediately. Mm-hmm. So, the trick with Uber mm-hmm. and other ride sharing as compared to, say, being a Deliveroo driver yeah. or, or a, you know, some riding bikes around, yeah, handing out takeout to people. Uber Eats. And, and this is because of the taxi, mm. um, the taxi issues, yeah. is that you don't... So, you do need to pay GST from mm-hmm. the first dollar you earn as an Uber driver. Yes. Whereas normally, 
as if you go back and listen to our GST episode, mm. uh, you can list, uh, so you don't have to pay GST until you earn up to $75,000. Yeah. But taxis forever mm-hmm. have had to pay GST yep. from the very first dollar, which I've always thought was a bit unfair. It's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have to pay GST from the very first dollar they earn. Yep. So as an Uber driver, to make it fair, you have to as well, yeah. which means not only do you have to keep track of your income and expenses, but you need to keep track of your GST, Yeah, both on income and expenses and lodge a quarterly BAS. That is something that not a lot of Uber drivers would do, Dan. No, they would not be lodging their BAZs. So, that's why the first step really should be, if you're thinking about Uber driving- Get an ABN. Get an ABN. And at that time, you can also register for GST. Yep. Correct. Um, because you mandatorily have to. That's right. And then everything you collect, um, you should track income and expenses because mm-hmm. you are receiving GST and you're paying GST. So, you need to know what you're receiving, what you're paying so that you can lodge that quarterly BAS. That's right. Which, which means that it's not just, you know, um, keeping a pile of receipts and things. You're actually going to have to have some accounting software or using Excel at or, or at least at least a bank account where at least a bank account a separate bank account exactly so that that would be our recommendation so set up an ABN register for GST set up a bank account mm. next step register with Uber yeah <laughs> you know uh, that really should happen before <laughs> yeah and then all of your income and expenses can go through that one account yeah you can keep track of your GST that way mm. and it'll make it a bit easier to lodge your bazers every quarter I'll be very interested to watch the space and see whether or not the ATO, because Uber will share the data, who's earning what on Uber. Yeah, definitely. I'll be very interested to watch the space and see if the ATO um, holds people to their GST registration rules. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to receive plenty of letters over the next couple of years (laughs) from the ATO for clients. Yeah. And it just says, you know, from data collected from Uber, yeah, we see that you've earned income, yeah, as a share, like a ride share, which means you owe this contractor. GST, yeah, which means and yeah. this much extra tax. If you disagree, write to us within twenty eight days. Exactly. If not, we'll send you a letter yeah, telling we'll you what you owe us, and we'll send you an amendment to your tax returns. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and maybe a fine. Yeah, and maybe a fine. So. Be aware that this is the case. If you're out there driving Uber, you need an ABN, you need to register GST, and you need to be lodging your bazers. So this is, and just getting back to that taxi versus Uber thing. Yeah, that's my only concern with Uber. I think right now is the peak of Uber potentially. Yeah, yeah. because it's so unregulated. Mm. Once it starts getting a bit more regulated, who's really going to want to drive Ubers? The barrier make that much money. There's there's more barriers to entry than there is exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then we've just disbanded our taxi system which yes the service wasn't great but at least we had taxis that were yeah. regulated and we could trust weren't going to rip us off yeah now what do we have uh, we've uh, got people deciding whether or not they want to come pick us up sitting in their lounge room and they're like ah it's, it's worth four bucks to me potentially after gst yeah yeah it's true it m- makes it harder it makes it much harder so in saying that though sometimes you get in a taxi and the re- and the meter already reads like eight bucks <laughs> you're like tell them to reset it <laughs> <laughs> what happened here oh maybe if it's a late night taxi and yeah. Like that. yeah i hate that <laughs> so that's uber it, it is more complicated than it seems yeah. and there it's interesting because the big four accounting firms 
have all gone about setting up um, online tax services aimed at the gig economy. Yeah. Um, so, if you're specifically for Uber drivers because they know they need to lodge bazers and tax yeah. returns that are slightly more complicated. Exactly. So they've got like, um, um, I guess, a, 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 a streamlined fee structure yeah. for gig economy people. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But yeah, you need to speak to an accountant if you're doing Uber. Yeah, definitely. Simple as that. Um, what about some other ones, Dan? What have we got? Delivery? So, yeah, so the other main that? category would be, I'd say, delivering food. I was in the city, as, as I said, during the week, and you couldn't walk down the street, and every two minutes, I probably saw three Deliveroo yeah. or wow. Uber Eat, like... Guys, in the, they're on the bikes. They've got the massive bag on their back. And they're wearing like pink. Is Deliveroo all in pink? No, no, or, no, no, no. It's like a greeny color. But a greeny they're color. just wearing normal clothes. They're just on yeah. a normal bike. But the back, big giant backpack on yeah. their bag that carries the Refrigerated food. or heated. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, they're just riding bikes around. There's heaps of them. They're, and you see them like they're just sitting on the side of the street waiting for the next delivery. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, I've got to go to Joe's Pizzas. And they ride down there and they crazy. pick up the pizzas and they ride to the next one. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it's- I was actually saying to, to Kat, I was saying, if you were like really keen on your fitness, it would be a good idea. To do delivery? To do you delivery. Because you're just riding around the whole time. Because you're riding time. around the whole time and you only a little bit of cash while you're doing it. It's true. It's true. So, delivery, you do not need to register for GST no. unless you're earning $75,000. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is a lot of a money. Lot. You've delivery. done a lot of delivery there. Yeah. So, if you... Uh, and that's the same with any of these going forward, uh, yeah. except for renting out a property. Yes. Um, if you're, you should get an ABN because you're going to yep. need to be declaring your income and expenses in your tax return at the mm-hmm. end of the year from Deliveroo. For sure. You probably don't ha- <clears throat> have that many expenses, you know, some yeah. bike maintenance. That's true. Be it. Yeah, it really wouldn't um, be much. So, essentially, you're just chucking protective all of your wear. income. Protective yeah, protective wear. wear. Essentially, you're just uh, adding all of your income there into... Your tax return. And, and that's it. That's pretty cruisy. You may not need a, a completely separate bank account for that one. No. Because Deliveroo will give you a summary of your income. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, you can go through your statements and figure out what deductions you might be able to claim against that. Yeah. Um, and just keep your receipts for those things. Yeah, that one's easy. Very easy. Very easy. Uh, the next one is uh, and, and pretty much all, all the services similar to that. Um, would be the same process. Get an ABN, keep track of your income and expenses, put in your tax return. Here's an interesting Very one. Very simple. Do you remember, Dan, um, oh, I can't think of what it's called, but there's there's one of these for delivery um, companies, isn't there? So, here's, here's how I know oh, this. Like oh, they, like they deliver a parcel from somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, here's how I know this because for Christmas, I ordered some sheets and through this particular sheet company, um, delivery came at like 7.30 at night mm. to my house, which was pretty handy actually because yeah. I was actually there. Yeah. And um, it wasn't like a, a truck or anything like that. It was just a guy in a car. Mm. And um, I'm pretty sure it was like a um, pretty much like a, a setup similar to Uber or Deliveroo. Yeah. But for delivery of packages parcels. and parcels. Yeah. So, I, they, they definitely would be. He's just driving his car around yeah. and he's got all these deliveries to make, maybe several companies using him. Yeah. And uh, there'd be a website linking them up. Yeah. What, what I would find... So, the only thing I was going to say about that, yeah. sorry, Dan, it was just um, the new um, 
T-Power rules. That's what I was about to say. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that would work. So, they, he would obviously be a contractor to yeah. whatever delivery company is, is yeah. contracting him. Yeah. And they would then have to include his details in a T-Power, which means he needs an ABN. Needs an ABN. And 100%. Yeah. Classic. It needs to tell them whether he's registered for GST or not. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that was one that I saw recently. That's an interesting one. Uh, so, the other big one here is renting out part of your house. Yeah. So and this is very common. People Airbnb have a spare apartment or, in the city yeah. or they have a spare room or a back mm. shed or a beach house and they're not renting it in the traditional way. You're not going through a real estate agent. Mm. Um, you know, you're just renting it through Airbnb or, or Stays or, or one of those apps. Yeah. Um, but it is like renting a house. It is essentially, <laughs> and in every way, exactly like renting a house. <laughs> I actually had a confusion with a client about this. Yeah. Where I said, okay, I need to know all your rent. Yeah. For your tax return. I've, I've had the same issue. And they sent me their rent because they did actually rent the house out for six of the months. Yeah. And then um, got it all prepared, sent them the estimate for the tax return. And they came back and said, it's actually, um, where's the Airbnb income? I'm like, well, but you gave me your rent. Mm. No, no, I gave you just the rental income, but that's not the Airbnb income. Like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is rent. <laughs> I can understand yeah, that confusion. confusion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. And I, I've had the same thing. You say, oh, you have any rental income? No, no, I didn't rent it. Rent out my place this year. Okay. Oh, but I did Airbnb it. That's rent. <laughs> that's rent. That's rent. It's just a different way of renting out. Yeah. Yeah, instead of using a real estate agent, you're using an app called Airbnb. Yeah. And instead of doing long-term contracts, you're doing short-term. Exactly. That's it. That's the only difference. So, you need to include that income and all the expenses to do with that room or property uh, in your tax return under the rent label. Absolutely. And it could be a little tricky. It could be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Because what if you're renting a room, Dan? Yeah. And let's only say- Only for certain periods of the year as well yeah. that you're renting it for. So, it's hard to work out, okay, well, how much do I portion electricity or yeah. how much do interest. I portion interest or, you know, it's, it's hard to figure that out. Hard so, to figure out your deductions against that one. Yeah. So, essentially what you'd have to do, I would say, would be, you know, get the, how big that room is compared to how big the entire house is and then for the time periods that you're renting it. That it was available? That it's available for renting. Yeah. Not um, the actual, if you only rented it out for two weekends, but it was available for six months yeah. on the site. Yeah. I'd probably be pretty happy for yeah. six months. As long as you're not using it yourself for personal stuff at yeah. that time. Like, yeah. it has to be separate. Like, yeah. you're not using it. It's available for someone at the drop of a hat to use for as a rental. Exactly. Um, yeah, then you could apportion those expenses mm. to that room. Mm. Um, the, yeah. other, the other flip side of that is yeah. um, having the income's great and you can claim the deductions against it. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, though, if you're using your place for Airbnb, because it is rent, yeah, capital gains tax consequences. Exactly. So, you thought, you know what? I've got this spare room at my place that has yeah. a bathroom attached to it and I never use it. It's pretty private. I'm going to rent it out to people. I live yep. close to the beach. During the summer, I'm going to make some sweet cash. Yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Uh, the size of that area is about a third of your house. Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly, when you sell your house... A third of your house for the time that you rented it. You might have to pay tax on it. <laughs> could be no longer tax exempt. You know, your main main residence exemption no longer applies to that portion. Let's just explore that a little bit. So, if if you're selling your own house, it's your main residence and um, you've lived in it. Um, 
you don't have to pay tax no. when you sell a house if you make a gain, for no. example. So, I've bought it for 400 sold it for 800 No gain. It's my main residence that yep. for that entire time. No tax. No tax. But if you're renting out your house, it then doesn't become, it doesn't remain a main residence That's for right. you anymore. That's right. So, <laughs> then there's, there are ways to try and mitigate that a little bit. So, let's say you bought it 10 years ago, 400 grand. Mm. You started renting it out this year and it's mm. worth 800 now. Yeah. Well, you could take that market value and yep. use that Start as the new there. cost base. Yeah. The other way is if you have only rented it out for one year and you've owned it for 10, mm. well, then um, that's a portion as well for the period of time that you're renting it. Correct. For the period of time that were, it was your main residence. Correct. So, there are ways to mitigate it, but- there's going to be something there. If you've used Airbnb, you're going to have some your sort of capital house. gains yeah. tax to consider at least. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've heard of people that have, you know, a great place near a beach and they know that they can rent a place down the road for 300 bucks a week. Um, so, they move into a little apartment and over the summer, they rent their nice house and they mm. earn 15 grand over that summer from like renting I heard this story the other day. Wow. Just renting out and when they lived just a, just down the road. Smart. It's, yeah, it's smart. smart. Uh, earning a lot of cash from, from their assets. Yeah. Uh, but that house <laughs> for three months of the year, <laughs> uh, for however many years you do it, yeah. you have to pay tax when you sell the house yeah. if you've made a gain, which might not be much, might be a lot, and it depends. Now, the thing is, this is an if, but it's when the ATO finds the information exactly. about your Airbnb. Exactly. They are definitely going to get this information from Airbnb. There's no ifs or but, buts about it. If you listen to the beginning of our, of our episode, yeah. maybe you skipped it. Get it from it, the Swiss it, bank account. <laughs> the Swiss bank. So, the ATO just made a deal with the Swiss yeah. bank yeah. to get information about Swiss bank account holders in Australia. Yeah. They're definitely getting this information from Airbnb. They've announced it already. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you think you're going to just slip under the radar, think again. Um, you may as well start planning for it. Do the right thing. Mitigate your tax mm-hmm. legally mitigate. rather than finding out five years down the track that you owe um, tax and fines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shortfall exactly. fines. So, uh, you don't need to register for an ABN. No. It's just rental property. Yeah, it's that one's different. Yep. Yeah. So, all of the others are pretty much the same process. Get an ABN, keep track of your income and expenses. If you're ride sharing, get an ABN, register for GST, set up a separate business account bank account <laughs> then keep track of all those expenses uh, if you're renting out a property just keep track of the rent and the expenses that you can apportion to yep. that area that you're renting yeah exactly and possibly look at, just learn a little bit about capital gains tax because if you've owned the house for a while you might want to get a market um, appraisal of your house mm. when you start renting it out that's right and the the main thing to know about all of this is that if you're earning income you owe tax exactly right so exactly right just keep track of it. You're going to have to pay the ATO getting data from all these sources just to clear it. Mm-hmm. You're earning income. If you're not earning enough to pay for the, you know, you should always be earning more than what your tax is going to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's exactly. not worth your while, once you take the tax out, then don't do it. Don't do find, it. Find another way to earn yeah, income. Yeah. Work an extra shift. Yeah. But I have heard a lot of really good stories about Airbnb and people using that to earn yeah, I a have lot to. of income. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty lucrative. Because especially if you've got a place near a beach or something and over yeah. a summer, people pay, will pay a thousand bucks to stay there for, for a, a weekend. week. For a weekend, yeah. <laughs> like that's it for a weekend. Yeah, it's like 300 bucks a night we, over the peak period. We like, did that at Port Macquarie. We did. Recently. 
Yeah. It was a pretty big old house. It was a big place, but so yeah. twenty six couples was cheap. But but let's let's say that they rent that place out every weekend for four months. So four times four, sixteen, sixteen grand. They just earn over four months. They that was two grand for a weekend. I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah, because I thought it was like eighteen hundred dollars or something like that. Okay, well double that then. Eighty. Is that? No, four times five. You said 16, 32. Yeah, 30, 80. So I, I, don't know why, I don't know why I count with that number. <laughs> yeah, 32 grand, which is more than what you probably own on a rental. For sure, and that's just four months. Yeah. And they could rent it out. They could rent it out for to. eight months. And they can use it during the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. So, um, yeah, is there anything we haven't covered off on? Uh, gig economy? Not really. I think that's it. Well, and- if there are any questions... Love to hear. Right Love into it. If you're, if you're participating and um, you haven't taken care of your tax matters for this, I'd love to hear what your perspective is on yeah, that. And, I would too. And whether you're going to tidy that up or... Yeah. I guarantee there'd be people out there that are like, I'm not paying tax on that. Well, we have a few friends that do some Ubering and stuff. I have, I have two friends specifically that have contacted me in the last two to three weeks. About, about tax consequences of Uber, Uber driving because yeah. they're both Uber driving. Wow. But they, they, they're both trying to do the real thing. So, um, you're gonna, so they're going to set up an ABN registered for GST? I don't know. <laughs> One of them did already really? and registered for GST. Wow. Yeah. And he's going to lodge Bazzas, he yep. or she? Yep. <sighs> the other one has already been doing it and is now re- retroactively thinking, what did I need to do for that? <laughs> <laughs> he knows who he is listening to this podcast I think I know who that is too He, he does listen AD uh, <laughs> Yep uh, Good one Cool yeah. Cool Alright so get in touch with us podcast at gmail.com Send us a tweet too drunk, At too drunk podcast, Facebook too drunk Accountants And uh, You know Our various LinkedIn pages Yeah even contact us individually if you'd like a more personalized experience. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you don't, if you want quality information, just get in touch with me. If you want like just generic, <laughs> non-specific, non-committal information, contact him. Oh, whatever. Turn it up, Dan. <laughs> What's your other thing? Uh, you go first. You seem like you've got one prepared. Yeah, this is just a little funny thing I saw um, on Facebook during the week. Um, what do you think about Toto's Africa? You like that song? Yeah, is this... Uh, I don't know if this is the same thing that I saw, but is it that someone set up some solar panels in a desert <laughs> yeah. connected to like a speaker or something that just yeah. constantly plays Africa? <laughs> exactly. It's in the Sahara. It's in the Namibian desert. <laughs> yeah. And for all eternity, it's going to be um, playing Toto's yeah. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to be out there to hear it. I just love the idea that at any point in time, if you yeah. just... You just hear that sound go through your head. It's like that the the video of the kid. <laughs> I that was yeah. the next thing I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> What's that called? Uh, I think, and as bad as this sounds, if you just Google "fat kid <laughs> Africa" by Toto, uh, it'll come up. But it's a kid doing acapella, and he's got four vid- like pictures of him, um, different videos of himself doing different parts of the song. But essentially, it's just him with a little like. Uh, Apple headphones and the other video <laughs> he just layered his own voice yeah. over it uh, does it for the whole song 
Brilliant. So check out that video. And yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty... It, I don't know. It's just nice to know that song is playing right now, Dan. Mm. Right now in right a desert now, somewhere. In the Sahara. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, my other thing this week is the Australian Open. Cool. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good. I'm it loving is it. It's good. It's making me so keen to play some tennis. <sighs> so you want me to put you back in your place, Dan? Yeah, you I'm, I'm just happy to be on the remind court. Remind you of I'll the... be happy to be on the court, <laughs> but, um, I'll wipe you off it. No, yeah, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've, I've, watched, I've watched many games so far. I listen to them. I put the radio on on my desk. Nice. Uh, I listen to the games during the day. and yeah. uh, I'm loving it too. I, I'm watching the highlights yeah. uh, and the press conferences. There's been a few really good games. Uh, there was a good game with Milman the other day. Oh, his comeback against the Spaniard. Yeah. That was, a good, that was such a good game. Uh, and uh, the Bolt. Bolt. The Bolt. Did you see that shot he hit? It was a, it was a forehand. He's a lefty. Mm. And um, he was just on the run. He was way off the court to the left side. Hit it around the net and landed it in like the back left corner of, of his opponent's court. One, a winner. And it was in the fourth set. It was to like keep him in the match, basically. It was the crazy. The, oh. the, well, the thing I've noticed is that the confidence and the, the balls on these people. Oh, yeah. To, it, to in the pinch moments. Yes. To go for the big shots. Yes. To not play it safe. I know. Just the confidence in your ability. I know. To like go for an ace. I know. When it's their match point. Exactly. On the second serve. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like, what? I, I know. Some, of the, some of the highlights I've seen, like yeah. they, they aim for the line. Yeah. When they're a break, like when they're against a break point yeah. or against a match point. And it's just thinking. And like, they hit it. Yeah. And at that, at that moment, you're like, I'd be keeping it in the court. Like, my motto would be keep it in. And that's why, well, I mean, that's why <laughs> we're that's not why we're professional tennis players. players. <laughs> but still, just the, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. It's, it's that's why active. we're accountants and we're risk adverse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But some of the Aussies coming through look pretty, pretty exciting. Demonor? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of, uh, watched his games. He played, I think he plays again today. He's playing Rafa. Tough match. Yeah, played him at Wimbledon last year or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think he took a set off him. Yeah, so I, I don't know if Raf is in good form oh, at the Raff, moment. Raf is a gun. Like, so I don't know if he, he won't make it. It's gonna be tough. It could be a big upset, but I don't think so. He's he's a good player. And he's then a there's great um, Popirin, Pop, Popiri. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I mean, he was playing Dominic Tim, who's a seventh seed. Yeah, and Tim. I had to retire. He had to retire. But still. I watched his press conference and they're like, did you think he, um, Alexi Pop- Popirin um, is a good player? And he's like, well, I was sick from the first ball. So, oh. he didn't give anything away, hey. That's a bit you could just be like, that's yeah, nah, he move. played well. Good on him. Yeah. that's 19-year-old. A good sportsman. Young blade. Like, oh, yeah, he played well. He played. I was just wasn't, I wasn't feeling great, but he oh. played really well. And then... Um, Bolt. I thought he was young, right? Twenty six. Is he? Twenty six years old. I know that. Yeah. That's like um that's like Millman. He's like thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Only just coming into his prime. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, good on him. Oh yeah. I mean, do you know, um did you watch just quickly, did you watch the Atomic press conference about Hewitt? I did. He was like claiming that he's getting a um, a, a cut out of like the players through a management yeah, and, company and, and, like and, an agency and and like these being favorite, picking favorites for the Davis Cup. And yeah, but let's let's think of it. This the only the only good point he had was that Hewitt does keep playing doubles 
selecting himself in the doubles. That's a little bit sus. That's it is point. a little bit sus. But, but the Surely rest of it, he shouldn't be picking himself in you know, doubles for Davis Cup. <clears throat> the rest of it, Tomic is like, his ranking at the moment is shocking. It's yeah. terrible. I don't yeah. even know where it is, but it's nowhere anywhere good. So all the players that he's picking are our best players at yeah, the moment. Yeah, Tomic's exactly just right. got a bad attitude and is playing terribly. Well, even Kyrgios is like our fourth best player at the moment yeah. based on rankings. Yeah, exactly. And then there's... Um, um, Kokonakis I like Kokonakis yeah. and he got snubbed for a, a wild card entry into the Australian Open yeah they but gave it to a few of the younger it's guys it's fair enough like well. he's been injured and yeah. he needs to get his form back and get his ranking back yeah exactly but um, yeah Hewitt um, had a press conference yesterday I yeah. think because he was playing doubles yeah and um, he like he, he labelled um, Tomic as like someone who's been trying to blackmail him to get wild card entries into tournaments uh. and um, and said that he was making threats to Hewitt and his family as well. So, like abusive threats. How crazy is that? Tomek's an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. an absolute dropkick, isn't he? And that's, that's the problem. Like everyone he's 26 knows- now. He's, like, he's old enough to know better too. And, and in the fact he's 26, his career's not- it's not going to go better no. from here, you know. He, he should have put in the effort years ago instead of driving yep. around that yellow Lamborghini or whatever it was that he got. <laughs> BMW. Without a license, he got pulled over for. Uh, Idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Week. Um, yeah, we do have some interviews and stuff coming up. We do. Sure. We, we do. We'll lock do. them in. But, uh, we'll lock them in. We've got a few coming up over the next couple of months. So that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. I'm also going to go to Japan uh, the end of February, and Timmy Boy here yeah. is going to be man in the decks. Oh yeah, man in the decks. Man in the decks. Look so out for some funny noises and uh, <laughs> bad editing, <laughs> and peaking audio. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Calculator. Calculator.